Welcome to the Vintage Church Podcast. You're listening to a teaching message by Vintage Church in Harker Heights, Texas. Whenever and wherever you are listening to this, our hope is that you are encouraged and challenged by this message and that you are inspired to take your next step with Jesus. For more information, please visit us at vintage.church or follow us on Facebook by searching Vintage Church TX. Well, hello, everyone. I am so glad that you are joining us today, whether in person or online. It is great to have you with us today. If we have not met yet, my name is Drew, and I am one of the pastors on staff here at Vintage, and I am excited to continue our series that we have been in entitled Joshua, and we are in week three of this incredible series as we're talking about us going from common sand to promised land. And so we're excited about that. I do want to encourage you today that if you have not joined a small group, it is a great time to do that. And uh, if you haven't gotten into that community, you need to do that because you will be blessed by that environment. There are so many great things going on here at our church, and we want to encourage you to jump in and get with us on what God's doing. And so today we are going to continue this series um, as we talk about today Uh, The title is The Apprentice, and for the next few minutes, we want to talk about how God wants to grow us, how he wants to build in our life, how he wants to do these things, how he has a promised land for all of us. You know, one of the most famous passages of scripture in Joshua is Joshua chapter 1 verse 6, and it says this, be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors As I give them. You know, we wish discipleship was like going up an elevator, but it's honestly more like walking up a staircase. Here's the big idea of our series it's this is that God is growing us one step at a time. You know, last week we saw Joshua before his book even starts in Exodus as Moses' servant. Joshua is in God's family, the people of Israel. And he moves from being an observer to a participant as he took the step of obedience to serve God's family. God continued to promote Joshua. Jesus used the same process to train and equip his disciples. See, when we start following Jesus and we begin to trust him, it can be hard to stay at it. But as we remain faithful, God produces fruit in our life. I've said it for years, but faithfulness will always produce fruitfulness. You know, as a pastor, I've seen many people's lives, including my own, right, where God meets, meets me where I am, but also takes steps with me to grow. And my life has been transformed along the way. Think about your life before Christ, before that relationship you developed in his family, the local church. Think about what that life was like, what it was like to uh, be without God. And now most of you in this room or most of you online, now you have a relationship with God and your life has been changed. Today we're going to see how God moved Joshua along to the next step in his process where he moves from servant to apprentice. The people of Israel are out of Egypt, but still in the wilderness on the way to the promised land, learning to trust God. Joshua is still serving, but he is brought into more of a focused apprenticeship. You say, Drew, what is the word apprentice? What what does that actually mean? Well, today we use words like follower and disciple or Christian to describe ourselves in our relationship with Jesus. And we don't take, uh, don't take this as me hating on your word, 
There's nothing wrong with any of these at all. They're just funny how words can change meaning in our modern context. Like, for example, Christian can mean literally anything these days. People call themselves a Christian just because they grew up in America and believe in some higher power. But that word doesn't always mean that someone is devoted to following Jesus anymore. Even the word follower doesn't mean the same thing to every person. You follow people on Instagram. You follow people on Twitter and TikTok. Uh, but the way we are called to follow Jesus is very different. Disciple is the best word to describe what we are called to be, but it's such a religious word, many outside the church don't even understand its meaning. Matter of fact, some scholars have said that the closest English commonly equivalent word that we can use, the meaning of disciple in the New Testament is apprentice. An apprentice has to show up to learn from his or her master every day. They have to have a desire to grow. They have to have a desire to show up. They're not just forced. They don't just learn it by osmosis, but they are desired. They have a hunger, and so they show up. An apprentice doesn't just learn how to believe what their teacher believes. They learn how to do what their teacher does. The disciples were the apprentices of Jesus. Now, if we go back, we'll go back to Joshua. And in the story we're about to read, God has brought his family to the edge of the promised land. God instructs Moses to send men in to scope it out, and God wants them to verify that what he's doing is what he promised. And this is a great fact-finding mission. We see here that 12 spies were sent out for data collecting mission. We see that it's simple, right? That They go to do a simple job. They go see if the land is as good as God says, and it is. And the 12 spies come back with their report. 10 spies give back reports, and two spies, Joshua and Caleb, give reports good reports. Let's look at the book of Numbers today, and let's kind of see where this story is. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent to us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here's the kind of fruit it produces. But the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there and the descendants of Anak. The, the Amalekites live in Negev, and the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. That's a mouthful, isn't it? The Canaanites live along the coast of the Mediterranean and along the Jordan Valley. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. And this is what he said. Let's go at once and let's take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. I am so thankful for that kind of faith. We can do it. We can conquer it. It may look big. It may look difficult. And I just want to encourage you today in this is that no matter what you're facing, when God is on your side and he has called you to go and to be, no matter what it is, you can do it. God is calling you to the next place, that next season, and you can walk in it just believing that God is with you. Faith in God is essential when you face obstacles bigger than you. Instead of faith, we tend to blame God and we blame others. That's what happens. The children of Israel were entitled because they wanted the promised land without a fight. They wanted it to come easy. Can I tell you that anything that's worth, that's great or uh, that is to be desired is going to be a fight. It's going to be difficult at times, but it is worth it when we get to the end result. Let's look at Numbers chapter 14, verse 5. It says, then Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground before the whole community of Israel, two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, tore their clothing. They said to all the people of Israel, the land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. And if the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into that land and give it to us. He's, he's laying out the facts. If God will do it, he'll protect us. If God is going to walk with us, he'll make sure it happens. 
It is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord and don't be afraid of the people of the land. They are only helpless prey to us. They have no protection, but the Lord is with us, so don't be afraid of them. What is the difference between Joshua and Caleb and the other 10 spies? They had learned that when God promises something, he will take care of it and he will accomplish it. God doesn't ask us to figure out how to get it done, but rather to trust him to get it done. God didn't need their help, but he wants their participation. It's kind of like this. It's like God um, wants to be a part of your life. He doesn't have to have you. He'll use somebody else if you're not willing, but God wants to partner with you to accomplish his will in the earth. And so for the next few minutes, I want to take some time and talk to you about how you can be a good apprentice. How many want to be a good apprentice, right? You want to be a good disciple of Christ. You want to do what the Lord says. You want to obey him. You want to walk in his ways. And here's what we know. That's not easy. That's not always real simple. But I believe today that God's going to give you the wisdom and the direction that you need to serve the Lord with all of your heart. The first thing we see in how to be a good apprentice is number one, is we have to trust God with the solution. Right at the last verse, the story goes on to say this in Numbers 14, 10. But the whole community began to talk about stoning Joshua and Caleb. Imagine that. The ones that had the faith, the ones that believed that they could go, are the ones that literally everybody wants to turn against. Okay, that didn't go well. God's presence appears right after this, and God speaks to Moses, suggesting he can start over. And Moses asked God not to do this. God says, no one over 20 years old except Joshua and Caleb will enter into the promised land. Instead, they'll wander around in the wilderness for 40 years, and some of them said, we're sorry, and try to enter anyway, but they were killed in battle by the people already living there. Down the road, Joshua and Caleb move on to experience something that none of their peers will experience, a fuller realization of God's promises during their lifetime. They get to enter the promised land. People of of Israel are warning us. If God humbles us when we try to take a shortcut or speed up his process, we need to submit ourselves to him. Now let's fast forward 40 years and let's see what happens in Numbers 27. Then Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, you are the God who gives breath to all creatures. Please appoint a new man as leader for the community. Give them someone who will guide them wherever they go and will lead them into battle so the community of the Lord will not be like sheep without a shepherd. And the Lord replied, Take Joshua, the son of Dun, who has the spirit in him, and lay your hands on him. Present him to Eliezer, the priest, before the whole community, and publicly commission him to lead the people. Transfer some of your authority to him, so the whole community of Israel will obey him. When direction from the Lord is needed, Joshua will stand before Eliezer, the priest, who will use the Urim, one of the sacred lots cast before the Lord, to determine his will. This is how Josh, Joshua and the rest of the community of Israel will determine everything they should do. God essentially gives him a plan on what to do to empower Joshua to begin to lead and to begin to do what God had called him to. Joshua had spent close to 40 years of service to Moses. Can I encourage you today that you're never going to go wrong being faithful in the season that God's brought you in? You're never going to go wrong just staying faithful to God and staying faithful to the people that he's put in your life. Even though it is difficult, even though it feels like it's a long time, God has a promised land for you and I. God has revealed to Moses that he will not be entering into the promised land. 
This was because Moses got angry with the people and disobeyed in what he might think was a relatively minor thing. Nevertheless, God says there's a consequence for Moses. So Moses asked God to select a new leader for the people. Humility is key here. Moses didn't handle this the way that he should have, and it cost him something that he had worked so hard to do. Can I encourage you today? Don't make a mistake in a difficult moment. Don't make a forever decision in the midst of adversity. Calm your soul, calm your spirit, and let God work in your life. Let him give you the direction that you need. You, all, Me and you, we all need humility in our life. The awesome thing about this is God chooses Joshua and has him commissioned in front of all the people. There's nothing like when the people around you see the hand of God on your life. God has shown Joshua and he shows us this important principle. The second thing we see is this. We have to trust God to open the door. To open the door. As we fast forward a little bit, God lets Moses view the land of promise and reminds Moses that he is willing, that he's fulfilling his promise. Moses dies and God takes care of the burial and the family mourns for 30 days as is the custom. So they're mourning the death. They're, they're upset, right? They've, Moses dies and God takes care of it. He did exactly what he said he would do, that he would die in peace and be buried. In Deuteronomy chapter 34, verse nine, look what he says. Now Joshua, son of Noah, is full of the spirit of wisdom. How many want the spirit of wisdom in your life? I mean, I'm sure Joshua had his flaws and, and we know that, but the reality is, is that there were so many great characteristics of being an apprentice that Joshua had. And I can tell you that we can be, have the spirit of a lot of things, but how many of you in this room want the spirit of wisdom? Wisdom in your marriage, wisdom in your family, wisdom with your kids, wisdom in your job, in all areas of your life, we need wisdom and we need the direction of God. And this is what this says, now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands on him, so the people of Israel obeyed him, doing just as the Lord had commanded Moses. The important thing here about being an apprentice is you cannot take for granted the people that God has placed in your life. When they pray a blessing over you, when they, God has put them in your life to lead you, there's something that happens supernaturally when they speak over your life, when they speak a word over your life, when they pray over your life. There's something that happens. We see this in Moses as he lays his hands on Joshua, commissioning him to go and to take the land that God had promised him. And the people of Israel obeyed, doing just as the Lord commanded Moses. I'm telling you, there's something that happens in that transfer of power supernaturally when that authority is released in your life. We believe that and we see it. You gotta trust that God will open the door. You don't have to force the door. You don't have to pry it open. You don't have to make it happen. You have to allow God to open it and you gotta trust that he is going to do it at the right time. If you open the door yourself too quickly before it's ready, you'll walk into things that you weren't ready to experience. But when God feels like you are ready, I wish somebody would hear me today. When God opens the door in your life and he feels like you are ready, then it will be everything that you had hoped it would be. But if it happens 
too early. It's like I've said for years, a lot of times we want to talk about the place that God's taking us while God is more focused about us being the person that he's called us to be. I would say, God, my prayer would be this, God, work in me, let me be the person, and I'll let you take care of the place. We have to trust that God will open the door at the right time. Joshua steps into the position that God had prepared for him. You don't have to worry about doing that. God is preparing it. He's going before you. He's getting it ready. He's getting the boss ready and the people ready and all the places, the things that you don't even know about yet. He's working that all together for your good. He's putting it together and preparing it. As long as you're surrendered to his will and you're trusting him with your whole heart. Lastly today, what we see in this is, our third point is that we have to trust God with the next steps. Remember, God's growing you one step at a time. Not, listen, not one city at a time, not one huge jump at a time, but one step at a time. How do I get a better marriage? One step at a time. How do I raise my kids better? One step at a time. Don and I have learned this over the years that God has called us not to grow uh, ourselves personally in huge, huge leaps, right? But it's just one step at a time. One decision at a time, one phone call at a time, one connection at a time. God is teaching us to trust him with our next step. The beauty is, is you don't have to know the whole path. We will see that Joshua didn't put, Joshua um, didn't um, just do that, but he always took the next step. He didn't know the whole path. He didn't know how it all was going to work out, but he just made sure that he took one step at a time. You know, it's good for us to remember Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Look at this. Such things were written in scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scripture gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be filled. We talked about this a few weeks ago, how difficult it is to be in the waiting room, how difficult it is to wait patiently for God. It's not that God's promises won't come to pass. It's that we must be patient and wait for him. Maybe today you're in a season of waiting. Maybe you're going through something today that's causing you to have to wait and it feels like it's taking forever. Can I just encourage you in the waiting? God is with you. God's promises for your life are yes and amen. There are things for you that you can't even imagine. One passage said it like this, no eye has seen, no ear hath heard what God has in store for those who love Jesus Christ. I know it's difficult right now and I know that you're going through a lot. I know that it's been so hard in this season, but can I just encourage you with this today? Wait patiently on the Lord. They that wait on the Lord, he will renew their strength, for they will mount up with wings as eagles. It might be a low place now. It might be a difficult situation right now, but I just want you to know and be encouraged today that God is a God of hope, right? He is a God of encouragement, and as we wait patiently for God's promises to be filled, we can trust that God is leading us one step at a time, growing your family, growing your friendships, growing you in your personal relationship with him 
one step at a time. We are going to see that God is just getting started with Joshua over the next few weeks. And the best is yet to come for him. And the best is yet to come for you. Let me pray for you. God, we thank you today for the opportunity to hear your word. God, I'm praying for every person right now under the sound of my voice that's having a difficulty waiting and being patient for the plan and the will of God to be fulfilled, the promises of our Father. God, I'm thankful that you are a God of promise. And today, God, as difficult as it may be, I pray that we would trust you in all things, that we would look to you in all things. God, I pray that you would help us on our journey. God, as we learn more about Joshua over the next few weeks, God, my prayer for our church is that we would learn, God, from the lessons and that we would live in the truth of your word. Help us to be, God, everything you called us to be, Lord, and we look to you to fulfill the promises you've made. We thank you for it today. In Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message. You can stay connected with us at vintage.church or on Facebook by searching Vintage Church TX. Here at Vintage, we believe that church is more than a place or a weekend activity. It's a spiritual family where Jesus is the center of our lives personally and our relationships collectively. If you're in the Harker Heights, Fort Hood area, we would love to have you join us this week. You can learn more about us, our service times, and plan your visit by checking out our website at vintage.church. We hope to see you soon.